welcome to the Friday Vibe of the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. Happy Friday, y'all. This week has been so beautiful. Minnesota is snapping, okay? The skies have been blue, the grass is green, and the sun has been shining through. You understand me when I tell you if there's anything, and I think I've mentioned this before, anything that Minnesotans do well is that we get our ass out. I mean, we walk that walk. Okay. We bike that bike. We bike that trail. We, we do a lot. We run, we drive, we just experience. We are all about experiences up here. We sure the fuck are. I mean, if there's a festival, we go. If there's a cabin, we travel. That is, this is what we do in the summer. If there is meat that we want to put on the grill, we do. We do it. We are in the heart of it right now. Uh, obviously, we're about to be going into Memorial Day weekend, but I have to tell you guys, last weekend, I was in these streets. I was in these streets, and I'm talking like Friday, Saturday, Sunday in these streets. You know how that is taxing on a 40-year-old. I need to take a long nap on Monday. A long nap. And I'm talking even after working, I was like, yeah, this couch is calling my name. Don't ask me for shit, okay? (laughs) I need to be at one. I need to get grounded back into my life because I socialized so much last weekend. So Friday and Saturday last week, I leaned into a festival called Art to Whirl. And some of you are like, Art to Whirl? Art a whirl. We, I whirled around a bunch of art. I drank, I laughed, I ate, I listened. It was phenomenal. I was with a great group of girls, ladies that I'm close with, and we just enjoyed it. So Friday night, I was supposed to be going to a friend's birthday party, but she got sick. And so then I called my other girls up and we hit the street. We went to a brewery called Indeed. Uh, They have amazing seltzers. The one that I leaned into was Blood Orange. Like you can't fucking go wrong with a Blood Orange drink. Do you understand me? There's a restaurant down the street from my house. They they make blood orange Moscow mules. You know I'm fucking drowning in those this summer. Like belly up at the bar. I'll just walk the fuck home type shit. Like I love it. Um, But Indeed had this blood orange seltzer. Amazing. Bauhaus had this uh, creamsicle seltzer. Fucking amazing. And then he had an orange seltzer too. It was all about the orange. It was all about the vibes this past weekend. Looking at the art. Walking around. The sun is shining. Well, Friday was cold. But Friday was a total vibe on its own. When I tell you that people came out, the hipsters came out. Because this was in Northeast. Northeast is known for hipsters, but I mean, I'm talking like everybody came out, not everybody, but Archer World has been around for years and I haven't been since 2018 and this, it was just so nice to see so many people out just enjoying it and I listened to a bomb ass band. If you guys haven't ever heard of Nerdy, N-U-R-D, Minneapolis-based bomb, he's like the male version of Lizzo. I don't really want to compare him because the band itself, like (laughs) just go listen to the album. You will be, it'll be on repeat. That's how amazing he is. The whole band is the whole, this everything. It was a vibe that night. 
Um, besides Nerdy playing, Honey Butter played, Made played. A lot of people came out, a lot of vendors. Like I'm talking about people who made dresses. I got a new bracelet. Um, it was just such a vibe. It was a vibe. And I'm talking like it wasn't just every single age was out there. And when I'm talking about every single age, I'm talking about people who just had birth babies, placed these babies in, you know, those one of those wraps and were walking the streets. They were like, we're not missing this. We are not missing this. That's how great it was this past weekend. I leaned into something called a wine slushy. I didn't personally buy it. I'm not a wino like that. I'm all about the celts. But a couple of the girls bought the wine slushies, and I definitely drank some of that, and it tastes amazing. It was by a company called Mentaho. I know, I was like, the hoe wasn't meant, but it was meant to be a hoe. And it was great. It was uh, amazing. Not to mention the food trucks that were out there. Now, there's a debate in Minneapolis about, you know, who has the best egg rolls. And, of course, a lot of people are going to be like, caveat. Like, if you're not going to say that, then that's whatever. But I'm telling you, caveat has big, dumbass egg rolls. Like, I'm talking like you can have it just for a meal that's how big and fucking dumb they are they're located in brooklyn center and also in northeast but there's also a food truck called kmc they have an egg roll on a stick it was life liberty and the pursuit of fucking happiness uh it was everything that we needed this was the second time that i've ever eaten it and if you hit a food truck fair in either minneapolis st paul hopkins anoka whatever this summer you need to try KMC. I am not suggesting, I'm not reckon. I'm telling you, I'm literally telling you, go get an egg roll on the stick. You won't fucking regret it. And you need to get a full order of cream cheese wontons, life and liberty, life and liberty. Okay. Some other person was on Facebook. Uh, we had posted a picture of the egg roll and somebody was like, KV it, KV it. And I'm like, girl, can you please just step to the side with that bullshit? Let KMC shine right now. It's not about KV it right now. It's about KMC right now. Um, what else did I do? I went, Tanya and I, we went to Butcher and the Boar this past weekend. Uh, she is a vegetarian. Uh, but we, I leaned into the sausage. She leaned, leaned into everything else that we had, like the dill fries. She was absolutely loved the dill fries. They had crab beignets, pimento cheese with the homemade biscuits, so fucking bomb, charred carrots. Wasn't anything that I was like, oh my God, but they were cool. Um, and then they had a wedge salad. I'm all about a wedge. I'm sorry to say the butcher on the board did not do it for me when it comes to a wedge salad. Um, I'm a wedge salad connoisseur, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, and I can tell you they just didn't hit it for me on that wedge one. Okay. But we had a great time. I, it was, it's great atmosphere. It's the whole weekend vibe, you guys. And now we're about to get into Memorial Day. So that was... Last weekend, let me get a little vulnerable with you guys, right? Mm, are you ready? So the past 11 weeks, <laughs> some of you know this, some of you don't. Some of you are going to laugh. Some of you are going to make fun of me. I don't really fucking care. It's taken me a long time to do this for myself. I'm not going to say that a lot of people at 
a lot of friends, I have told a lot of friends that I don't know how to swim and they be like, I can teach you. I can teach you. I can teach you. And some of them have tried to teach me, but I think I needed to go to like register for a class and actually fucking go and have somebody else who was a neutral party to tell me and like teach me how to swim, which was very interesting to say the least. Um, so there you go. I, uh, for the last 11 weeks, I've been dedicating my Monday nights to going to swim class at Foss. It is everything that I needed. It was the life skill that has been a void for so long. It's been one of those things when you go up to cabins with your friends, when you go out to pools and stuff, when you go to like Mexico and shit like that, and you don't really know how to swim and stuff. But so I leaned into that. I definitely made my parents pay for half of the thing. Well, they haven't yet, but they will. They've already been on notice about that. And some of you are like, why would you make your parents do it? My parents don't know how to swim. It's their fault that I don't know how to swim. Like, who the fuck am I? Am I supposed to be the girl that's like, hey, um, please teach me how to swim. And then you put me in a fucking class. Who are you? You should have already known to just uh, place me in a class to go swimming. And they were like, you learned in middle school. And I never told them like somebody pushed me in the deep end and I've never been like really traumatized from that, but kind of traumatized from that. I mean, I'm Marty McFly over here. I'm with a life jacket. I was good living my life with a life jacket. I was. So many people told me to go to the Y and I said, the Y is a little bit too close to home. That big ass, dumbass window where everybody can come and watch me. What if somebody I know sees me? My reputation's on the line. I couldn't do that to myself. So I needed to go to an area that humbled me the most where all these uh, <laughs> three, four, five, six-year-olds can swim better than me. I almost walked out of the first class. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. That shit is humbling, you guys. It is very humbling. But your girl can swim now. I can paddle. I can float. A bitch can swim. I can. I'm very happy about that. So this summer, I'll be in the pool without a life jacket, with clear goggles on, all in the name of these lashes, because I ain't fucking up these lashes, um, for no chlorine. Do you understand me? Absolutely not. We're not doing that. But I am very proud of myself. It's been something <laughs> that I've been wanting to do. And I just want to thank all my friends who have ever gone on any type of trips with me, cabins, whatever, who've been so fucking patient with me. It has been greatly appreciated. Thank you. All right. So that's my personal vibe on a more random note I was sitting in Lunds and Byerly's parking lot today which is a grocery store here home-based Minnesota grocery store and um, I just wonder why so many people need the first fucking parking spot I don't understand that I don't I don't think I'll ever understand is it convenience it's not handicap it's just the first fucking parking spot why I like to be in the last parking spot myself my friends hate me for that ask them I don't understand. Is it about the steps that you need to walk? I don't know. Maybe it's about the door dings and me not yelling at you and getting to and catching a case. Maybe that's why. You know what I mean? I just don't like parking near people. I am that bitch that does the 90 degree back end though. I'm that bitch. So I guess that's a balance, right? But I just want to know, why is it the first parking spot? Why does everybody need it? Let me know. Um... 
on a more pop culture vibe, let's all just, I don't even know what we need to do. Whatever you're holding right now, not whatever, but it has to have liquid in. If it's water, beer, liquor, um, fucking juice, uh, anything. Well, we just got to pour some liquid on the ground, concrete, grass, whatever. We lost a legend this past week. Tina Turner, you guys. What's love got to do with it? We love Tina Turner. If you don't love Tina Turner, you probably don't even know that you love Tina Turner because you're like, I didn't even know that that was Tina Turner. But this weekend, I want you guys to turn on at least one Tina Turner song and pour whatever you have in that glass down on that floor and take a moment. She was 83, you guys. She was 83. Um, I don't have any TV show recommendations because I've been doing too much this week. I've been a part of the Do Too Much Committee. So as of right now, I am going to take a hot moment and then I'm going to come back. This this pod episode, we're going to be discussing Summer House and we're most definitely going to be discussing Vanderpump Rules Reunion. And obviously, I'm saving that for last. But so take a break, come back, talk Summer House. Well, Wednesday night was the night we've all been waiting for, the scandal of it all, and I believe we have to start this segment with the words we all felt Wednesday night, the words that came out of Ariana's mouth to Tom. I regret every moment I stood up for you, defended you, supported you, your worth, nothing. And I want you to feel that deep in your soul. And I want you to hear those words coming from the mouth of the woman that stood by you and loved you and was ready to build the rest of my life with you. Hear my words and know that that's how I feel about you. I regret ever loving you. Any last words before we never speak again? End of scene. Listen. Those words still, do you feel the shiver? Are you feeling it in your soul? Did I just put you back on your couch or whatever listening viewership party that you were at that, that night? Did you just feel those? I felt it. Listen, we all know the people who have been invested in this know this has been going down since the beginning of March. If you're not invested, you're still interested because how can you not be interested in this? This is the biggest scandal in Bravo history and I am so proud to be witnessing it firsthand. It is horrible to be witnessing it, but you can't keep your eyes off of it. It is like, oh, I don't even want to compare it to anything because it's just its own thing and there's so much to download. So I'm not going to recap, but I'm going to point out some interesting like things heard, said, and observed, okay? Now, we all know about that woman's intuition. That woman's intuition led Ariana to pick up that phone that fell out of his pocket and look through it. And honey, that intuition, what does it do? Never leads you wrong. It leads you to places, places that's some places that you don't want to go to. 
but this wasn't the place Ariana thought it would take her. But we are sure glad it took her to this place because we didn't want those embryos to be planted inside her. Okay? And that's just being real. But, you know, the first fucked up thing that I noticed, and I hope each and every one of you caught this, and if you didn't, I am telling you, you need to lean back in, you need to go watch this episode again. Tom goes, I would normally delete something like that. So, basically you're saying that you do this. (laughs) Like... And you're confirming how you disguise it. How you disguise how your cheating ways with your fucked up behavior. And like, he just kept leaning in to how much he like loved Ariana, but he doesn't think they were happy. Uh, newsflash, you weren't, you fucking dodo. Like, what's wrong with you? I don't even, I just can't. So... One of the first scenes of this episode is Ariana and Tom, like they are, they're sitting across from each other and they're discussing what happened. And when I tell you, I was laser focused on what they were saying and the body language. And when I tell you our queen Ariana read Sandoval to filth, what I just read to you as a scene was probably one of the most important aspects of that conversation, but she said a whole lot more. I mean, when I tell you that she read him to filth, I mean, she stepped on that neck, honey. She put that pedal to the floor and gave it all to him and didn't even leave a single motherfucking crumb. Okay? She mentions how Tom still hasn't said sorry for all that he's done. And his response was, every time I try to apologize to you, it just makes you more angry. Let me repeat that. So we all are clear that what we just heard me saying and what we heard him saying on that episode is fucking dumb. Every time I try to say or try to apologize to you, it just makes you more angry. I'm sorry, is she supposed to just brush off the fact that you've been cheating on her with her best friend for seven months? Seven months. Seven months. I cannot say that enough. Like, that's a long fucking time. That is five months shy of a fucking year. And, it, and then he just keeps saying, like, I just didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to hurt Ariana. What do you think you're doing? You think you're doing me a favor? Like, I can't. I'm going to flip back and forth as if I'm Ariana because it just makes me so upset (laughs) for her. And I know it makes, I know it makes you guys upset too. So just like, we're going to all lean into this together (laughs) because there's a lot to go over. But like during the scene, Ariana's like laying down the facts like, and this is where I start realizing that Ariana has been to therapy because the way that she read Sandoval to filth was in such a, 
I have the tools and now you're going to see me utilize those tools and tell you about yourself. Like those were the things that she was giving and I loved it. I loved it. She makes me want to sign up for therapy tomorrow. It's amazing. But honestly, for all the men who are are part of my listenership to understand that when a woman is angry, emotional, disgusted, and disappointed in you is when you get read to filth and your feelings get hurt, hurt. Meaning like you start thinking about your whole ass being on the earth, your whole life, just like you just start thinking about everything you're doing wrong, unless you're a Sandoval, maybe. Anyways, like Ariana, she starts, you know, she starts saying like, I was with you for nine years when you didn't have a fucking dime to your name. She was like, you got a little bit of money. You got a little bar. You got a little band. And this girl's over here enamored with you. And you love it because she's gassing you up. Like the way that she just flowed. It was just, you know, (sighs) she basically said, Everything that we've all been thinking about Raquel, that Raquel is a fan. She's a fan that we all knew that she was. I mean, think about it. She was engaged to James in which she's recently said that she didn't even like him or anything. She went on a date with Peter and then she tried to get something going with Oliver, which is Garcelle's son. She was looking for fame. She is looking for fame. And as my bestie mentioned, she thought she was going to be Tom's new Ariana, but it blew up in her face. So when Ariana snapped at Tom, I don't think he's ever seen her that mad before. He low-key didn't know what to do. Like he's always had the upper hand and now she's taking her power back and he had to check himself real quick to get that upset and defensive about a girl you were fucking to your now ex-girlfriend is insane to me. And it's very telling. So when Tom says it's real that Raquel gave him something that Ariana didn't give him, Ariana steps on that with the words of like scapegoat, you're blaming me, and just proceeds to show Tom how he's basically hanging himself second by second, minute by minute. And it just really doesn't matter how many excuses Tom gave Ariana and how much he wanted to leave and how she wouldn't let him. Ariana just kept on coming back. You are already fucking Raquel. He never takes accountability for anything. Like Tom Sandoval has to be one of the top, five dudes, most, most hated dudes in the United States right now. I actually might think the world, to to be honest, he has to be. This shit is everywhere, everywhere, you guys. You can't open up uh, a social to save your life without knowing something about the VPR. It is the scandal of the season. It is the scandal of the year. Okay, I'm going to calm down. But Tom's not done. Okay, (laughs) he's never done. The narcissist never leaves his body because he's been so narcissistic for the for the entirety of his life. He just doesn't know when to like press the stop button. You know, his truth isn't about 
like this is what he's saying like his truth isn't about his ego his looks it was about a deeper connection if i wanted to reach through the fucking television and fight him i i could have fought him because that is the energy that he was giving he's like you want to get punched in the face there in tom's world i don't think there's no station for this derailed train to stop there's no ending to it he really just doesn't give a fuck and ariana she's basically that bitch let me tell you something she represented all the things Women in this situation want to say, but never get to. It's really fuck you, Sandoval. Fuck you. (sighs) That was a lot. But we're not done yet. We got Schwartz. Schwartz is over here only worried about himself. He doesn't even care that Sandoval is crying on his shoulder with his ugly white nail polish. Like he's not, he doesn't care. He cares about his investment. But let me tell you something. When two narcissists get together, there's always going to be one that doesn't give a fuck more than the other, okay? And in this situation, it's Schwartz. Telling, you know, all Sandoval wants to do is he wants to get his lie together. He just kept on circling the fucking drain. Telling Schwartz, telling anybody that would listen, it's about the deep connection that him and Raquel had. And you know how crazy, like, Schwartz didn't know it. Like, it's weird to me. These two nunchucks really think that viewers actually believe the bullshit that's coming out of their mouths. It's fucking wild. All Schwartz is worried about is his investment. And while he's worried about his investment, Sandoval doesn't give a fuck. But you, you know what? I don't feel bad. I really don't feel bad for Schwartz. Both these clowns can get canceled for all I care. Okay. I'm not going to say that I didn't go on Yelp yesterday thinking that I was going to list a review words are powerful but they shut off the comments <laughs> they shut off the comments <laughs> um but honestly i feel like schwartz has earned his stripes as well as many times as he sheeted, he has cheated 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 okay let's calm down over here uh <laughs> that he's cheated on like katie it's insane And I really want to know how many viewers wanted to reach into the TV hearing Tom say that if Ariana really wanted to know about him and Raquel, all she had to do was get in her car and follow him to see he wasn't going to Schwartz's. Are you fucking kidding me? To know that he was blatantly trying to get Ariana to break up with him because he was too coward to end it is infuriating. (laughs) Like it literally makes viewers want to not wish him the best but karma is low-key hitting him right left up and down and around and round and i am not i'm not mad about it i am not mad about it you want to reap what you sow here we go the fact that sheena walks into ariana's house crying as if like this whole situation happened to her i couldn't in that moment she lost points for me but she earned them back later and read sandoval to filth and i'll get to that later you know when uh when katie arrives and sheena arrives and she just has her whole like support system surrounding her and she starts laying out the timeline 
explaining to the ladies that this happened after the girl's trip to Arizona, how Raquel and Tom fucked in Raquel's car while Ariana was grieving the loss of her dog upstairs or her grandmother. Like I fucking knew it. I knew that Raquel took what Lala said to heart and ran with it. She's a diabolical hoe. She's a hoe in the worst. She's the worst hoe that you could possibly encounter. That's not a good hoe for you. Some There's some good hoes out there. She's not one of them. Um, I'll say, when Sheena was talking about the rage and she was talking about, you know, I just laugh at this because when somebody's crying the way that Sheena was crying about the, you know, the rage that she felt when Raquel told her that she was, you know, having an affair with Tom, you would think that (laughs) it was a brawl that had happened, but it wasn't. Uh, And I really don't want to speak to it too much because, you know, bless her soul, showing the viewers a visualization um of how she can't punch Raquel because of how she like would break a nail like that's cute real that's real cute I can't even ball up my fist my nails are too long we got it girl we all have nails out here but I know that you're saying this for the sake of the lawsuit so you can clear yourself so I'm gonna let you go on that one okay I'm gonna let you go on that one um, I know for a fact when we move on to like James and how he was like crying about his friendship, like that was, that was sad. You know, he really looked up to Tom and what we're seeing is that Tom has disappointed everybody around him. And I don't really think it has really hit him yet. How many people don't even want to look at him? because they're so disgusted with him. Like, I don't think it's hit him that, but you know, our girl Lala, when she mentioned the comfortability of Tom's cheating, that was spot the fuck on. I have never heard that before. And I feel like I'm going to use it in the future. Um, I hopefully it's not to anybody who's getting cheated on or whatever, but I just love the way that she said it. Comfortability. Wow. Um, It's deep, you guys. It's real fucking deep. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't even deal with it, right? Um, Let's flip over to when James calls Raquel. Uh, I don't think it really clicked to Raquel till James mentioned how many friendships she has lost. I think that's when she started really spiraling, in all honesty. Because, and I think it's it's a difference between two things. I think some moments, sometimes she spirals out of control, and then sometimes she smiles about all of the chaos that she's created. That is fucking weird to me. But that is the type of person that she is. She loves the chaos. She is calculated in the worst way. There is something seriously wrong with her. Like she smiles and she smirks, especially when her and Sandoval are in the apartment together. And the scratch, don't even get me started about the scratch on the eyebrow. Like, is this what we're talking about? This is where you got a black eye? 
she should be lucky that it's just a scratch and that she's not walking like that she's walking away from that scratch. Because let me tell you something, if it was any other person, if she would have caught the right person that day, the right person that day, she would have been dragged, dragged. Uh, I just feel like Raquel has the most calculated behavior. And again, like she, like it just, let's just think about it. Okay. Let's just think about it from Peter to Oliver to Schwartz to Sandoval to the lawsuit to the mental health facility. This is like a criminal minds episode. She's a fucking sociopath in the worst way. She's a Netflix true crime special waiting to happen. Like it's, she is going to be an example in a fucking textbook. She's psychology 101. I feel so isolated. Bitch, how do you think you were going to feel after the fair was exposed? Like, you won a gold medal at the Olympics? Super Bowl? You're going to Disney World? You dizzy bitch? I can't even deal with her. It's like, it's so fucked and it's so unbelievable that we're all sitting here watching this just unfold and we can't just stop watching. <laughs> There's so many moments in this episode that it's like, it's too much from Lisa romanticizing how Raquel is the beauty queen that Sandoval couldn't resist to Schwartz's text to Ariana where he's not worried about anybody but himself and the fact that like the love he how she said to him and they're not friends anymore like I just I can't Ariana refuses to be associated with anybody who's associated to Sandoval and that is like some new shit I think a lot of people actually do lean into that, but it's just like the fact that she said it to him dead ass in his eye that she's like, we're no longer friends. I just loved it. I loved every single moment of that. But we have that scene to Katie questioning Schwartz about the timeline to Doty, to showing up at Ariana's to talk to her about, you know, and and do a, a cleansing ritual to Tom showing up at Villa Rosa to put on an Academy Award winning performance of a panic attack to LVP. I mean, uh, uh, it was a lot. Oh, and might I not forget to Sandoval showing up to Sheena's to apologize to her for what he said to her over the phone at Watch What Happens Live after the affair was exposed. Like, he has one of the sharpest tongue possible, but when that lashing comes back to him, he can't handle it. It was a lot, you guys. It was a lot that went on in about 60 to 75 minutes of programming. But I will say, when Sheena had that conversation with Tom, and Tom admitted that this wasn't the first time he cheated on Ariana, did anybody catch that? I had to watch, I watched this episode twice, and I watched certain scenes over and fucking over and over again to catch the fact that he told Sheena, this wasn't the first time he cheated on Ariana, and it, and but he wasn't going to mention who it was, who it was with, because it wasn't with somebody random. Which we can remember if we can all put all the puzzle pieces together. Lala was like Billy, so it could be Billy. <laughs> There's so much, okay? There's so much. But the one-on-one -on -one combo that they had 
where this is honestly where Sheena gained back her points. Um, when she just, you know, she drilled the fuck out of Tom, um, that he just, he couldn't back out. Like he was trying to use every single fucking excuse to save his lies and his life and nobody's going for it. The way he just kept on saying, you know, how much he loved Ariana. He cares for her. He wants to look out for her. Yet you fuck her best friend for seven months and play in her face trying to get caught. He's not sorry he did it, you guys. He's sorry he got caught. He's sorry his bank account and investments are going straight to hell. He's sorry he's not looking good right now, but he's not sorry for being as calculated as he's been fucking his now ex-girlfriend's best friend. I can't. This is where like the show snapped on oxygen was created. When men do dumb shit like this and play a little too much in a woman's face and they either end up shot stabbed, hitman hired, or poisoned. Like, uh, it's so much. It's so much. And I know I'm missing some things, but I got the, the things that I wanted to lean into. So I'll leave you guys with this. And this is one that's going to, you're going to, you're going to go to the edge of your seat when you hear this, okay? You're probably like, mm, probably not, but or you're going to lean back a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little short story. I woke up yesterday, thirsting for Thursday, and I opened up my TikTok and page six spoke to one of the producers that stated all casting contracts are on hold because they want the cast to watch all three installments of the reunion. Apparently, there are things we as viewers don't know, and especially the cast doesn't know. There are new revelations, you guys. Five Tribe, what revelations do you pre predict will come out of these reunions? I mean, I'm thinking of a couple right now, right? If you want to pinpoint every single person out, we already know there is a threesome that happened. Is there other things that are going to get exposed? Do we think Raquel slept with more people? Do we think that other people slept with other people? Like, what is going on here? I'm not terrified, but I am at the edge of my seat. What else can come out of this fucking scandal? What else? I don't know. But I'm going to pull up every single time I watch it. And I honestly want to thank every single person that I have had this conversation with. You guys know who you are. I can name all the names. There's a lot of us and we're just rolling and we're leaning into this and we just are so enthralled and invested and it's not stopping. We thought it would stop by now. This shit's been going on since March. It is almost fucking June. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is no station so far. Where is the station where this train is going to stop? It doesn't seem like it's stopping anytime soon. And I will say, Ariana was over here on Watch What Happens Live. And my streaming of YouTube TV was freezing. And I know I got a little bit of a recap that his family never reached out to her, which says a lot about his fucking family, but whatever. Um, and other things. So go watch. 
it's really empowering. I understand that that was like the first thing, but Peacock's going to show other things. We're going to have the reunions, and then we're going to have other one-on-ones. And I just, I don't even know. I feel like my imaginary wig has already blown off, and I've glued it back on, and it blew off again. And I feel like I'm going I'm to I'm I'm put it back on again. It's never going to be glued down with all the shit that we're finding out. But for now, we got to wait till next week. So, you guys, this was a lot. It was a lot to unpack. I feel exhausted. I need to go take a nap. Um, but I always enjoy you guys. And thank you so much for you know coming and vibing with me. Um, make sure to go on to any of the, not any, Apple or Spotify platforms or any of the platforms that you watch your podcast on. Make sure you rate me. Maybe say a little something nice, nice and sweet. Maybe a little bit of spice. <laughs> but either way, you guys, I 100% appreciate you. Until next time, stay classy, stay warm, and stay flashy. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Okay. So we thought that the finale was going to be something. And it was. It was. We were enthralled. It had the highest fucking ratings. I think they reported that 2.4 million people watched the VPR finale. That is a record, you guys. That's when you know shit hit the fan. That's when you know that this scandal is one of the most popular scandals of the year. This shit, when 2023 ends, this will be top five in pop culture. It, it might actually be then the news, but we'll get there when we get there. Right now, we need to talk about the VPR reunion. I, myself, me, myself, and I, Victoria, Vic, right here, I watched VPR reunion, the Bravo version, first. Waited 24 hours, and then I watched the uncensored version and I'm telling you if y'all don't have Peacock y'all need to get Peacock y'all need to call somebody who has a Peacock uh, uh, username and password we need to share we need to all share everybody needs to, to see the uncensored version because the way that they filmed it is they came in and you were seeing little snippets of Andy's one-on-one with Tom and Ariana, which some of the scenes we've already seen before, right? The timeline is fucked. Like, Sandoval really, truly fucked his timeline. Like, he thought that when he sat down with Andy, that that was it. And then he left Andy, and he was going to go tell Schwartz. And Schwartz was supposed to come to the reunion 
with the story all lined up. And the thing is, before we really get into it, like when you see Tom and Tom, when when a question is asked to them by Andy, you can tell that it's rehearsed when they're answering. Like these two fucking dudes are clowns. Do you understand me? Grade A clowns. They're on Bozo the Clowns, number one list of people to call like, oh, we need to phone a clown? Okay, let's pick up the phone. We got Schwartz and Sandoval. Which one are we going to call first? Eh, they're both equal right here. Clowns for life. I fucking can't. Anyways, so when in the uncensored version, we find out that, because this is the one that I'm kind of going to be talking about, um, we find out that it took Raquel 48 hours to text Ariana. If you've been on the socials and you've seen the fact that she was like, Ariana, I'm so sorry that I did this or whatever, Ariana calls her a fucking rat. Like, fuck off, you fucking rat. That's what she called her. I was like, oh my God, my girl. Um, the one thing that Ariana does say is that she says she wasn't suspicious. And I call bullshit to that. I am team Ariana forever. But honey, if your intuition is telling you to look at the phone at the concert, then you were suspicious. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been here. Yeah, your relationship wasn't going that great. But something told you to look in that phone because you've been hearing or noticing things. Um, Sandoval's a liar. We all know that. The way he says things, like I feel like he goes to bed, he wakes up and he's like, okay, here's another thing I can add. And the thing that he added this time, like we've all heard him say, oh, I didn't feel like, you know, I lost my mojo and, um, you know, we weren't doing well and stuff. The next thing that he mentioned was that he felt like he was Ariana's gay best friend. He called her gay BFF, whatever. And it's like, Nothing that he's saying negates the fact that all he had to do was be like, Ariana, this ain't working out. We need to break up. But he just couldn't do that. And that's what leads me into saying that Ariana has been with him for nine years, not months. Okay, not minutes, not hours, years. So that she knows Tom's behavior to a T. And the fact that she stated how Tom will be reacting, like, bit by bit, one by one, is very, uh, well, I mean, it's spot on. You, you know somebody inside and out. You know what they do say. You think about all the things that they tried to say to you. Or when it came to a situation, she said that what Tom does is he basically told Ariana how he would like manipulate a story and she said it on the reunion how he does. So he's, she's like, oh, he's already talking to Rachel, as she would say. He's coaching her on what she has to say to get their story together and stuff. And we see it in full fledged, like on the reunion. Like he can't hide away from the lies. Um, the reunion was explosive from the jump. Okay. (laughs) James showed up and he wasn't here to play you guys. He's not here to play. Um, there's a couple of things that have happened. Uh, James was off the train. He is a fucking true Aquarius to the T and 
he's yelling at him. He told Sandoval he's a worm with a mustache. This is after Andy's like getting him off of Tom and stuff like that. So here's what happened. Um, if you've watched it, you know that James and Tom are going back and forth. And Tom must have said, if you touch me, I'll beat your fucking ass or something like that. And James like, touch me. Like to the point that Andy is like pushing him back and holding him back. He drops all his cards on the ground. It's just insane. Okay. James would have won the fight. Okay. So let me, let me, let me, the theory. Remember the theory I told you last pod episode? I mentioned how the producer stated that they wanted all cast members to watch all three parts of the reunion because a big secret will be dropped. Well, the sleuths I love so much have been working hard behind the scenes. And the theory of the big secret is that Tom and Raquel have been sleeping with each other longer than they have admitted, allegedly. So um, if you think about that, um, if they've been sleeping with each other, like, because longer than they've admitted, like, if you're looking at James and his anger and his involvement, Tom and Raquel could have started the affair either during or after the engagement. Uh, I also know, like, I've heard Lana mentioned Adderall when James was up out of his chair trying to fight Tom and eventually walks away. Like, this could be... This was going to be his wife. That's what Lala said. So why would she say something like that if that if there's not a possibility? Right? Like if there's there's I don't know. That's the theory though. Um okay, so let's move on from that. We have Lala going up against LVP. Uh she re- rejected LVP's comment about Sandoval being dangerous because she did call him. She was like, Sandoval is Randall 10 years from now. And like, I guess LVP's like definition isn't the same as Lala's. And honestly, we get that LVP has her money tied to several of Tom's businesses, but right is right and wrong is fucking wrong. Like get off your knees and stop stroking Sandoval's brittle ego and be neutral for once. There were several times during this reunion that Lisa was standing up for both of the Toms. And I find that very weird. Like I, I get it that she's known Tom and Tom longer than she's known Lala. But you also have Katie over here and you also have Ariana over here and you keep standing up for the wrong people. Like I'm going to need you to get into the right court get on the right tennis court girl because you're not right now you're looking real like maybe we should just rescind your uh invitation next time so as james is going back and forth getting up walking away getting himself together sitting down him and lala are a vibe like they're listening and they're commenting on the side they are just what we need for this reunion okay (laughs) They mesh so they mesh so well together. It is it's also amazing to watch because you know that they're truly friends, best friends that they have each other's back. And I believe everybody needs a Lala and a James in their life. Okay, so along the way, Andy asks, 
Tom, why not come clean to Ariana once he started the relationship with Raquel? And Raquel's in the trailer because, you know, Raquel couldn't been sitting on stage with him because she had a restraining order out on uh, Sheena because, you know, Sheena, you know, punched her in the face. Sheena didn't punch her in the face. Okay. We already went over that, but like, she's fucking dumb. Um, but Raquel is like in the trailer smiling and she's like, I want to know the answer to that myself. So let me get this straight. So you fuck around for months and don't know why Tom didn't break up with Ariana. So that reverts back to the theory. So if it's true, then Raquel broke it off with James in hopes that Tom would break it off with Ariana, but it didn't happen. And maybe, maybe she got tired of being a secret and let that big secret drop. I mean, Sheena did say that when she like, approached Raquel I watch what happens live that Raquel had no reaction when she confronted her actually I think it was the other way around there's like Raquel approached Sheena and was like hey I've been sleeping with Tom for the past seven months or whatever and it's like she had nothing like she didn't have a reaction whatsoever and that's weird I mean the bitch is crazy but that's even weirder you know what I mean so we never really got the answer to that. I mean, he was like, me and my my therapist were talking about a timeline. Fuck your timeline, okay? If you're not happy with somebody, you break up with them. That's it. That's the, that's the short of the short. The, you know what I mean? Like, that's the short of the long. That's I've always wanted to say that. So then we come into Schwartz's timeline, um, and his timeline starts in July. And we all knew it. Uh, and he said, you know, um, it's all starts back in July. This is when, you know, somebody starts with a lie when they're like, well, okay. It all started back. In, like you've been rehearsing it. We could tell. Okay. Do a little bit better. Tom said he wasn't happy, fulfilled. And around that time he confided in Raquel and, and then Ariana's like, Charlotte's body, body wasn't even fucking cold yet. And then Schwartz goes on late August, he met up with Tom and, 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 and Tom broke it down to Schwartz and the timeline is off. And you can tell Sandoval is like fucking upset with Schwartz. Cause he's like, August, August. And it's like, so Sheena's over here and she's like thinking about the glamping. It's fucked. You guys, we, I don't think. Will we ever really know the true timeline? I think we'll probably get there more than 50%, probably about a good 90. But this man's going to go to the grave with this stuff. Um, it was very interesting to hear about how Ariana, like she's had time to reflect and how she's noticed Tom's behavior just hasn't changed over the years and what he told her when it came to the breakup with Kristen and how, you know, she had asked him when early on when they were dating, like, why didn't you break up with Kristen? Why didn't you like do this, that, and the other? Right. And he was like, well, her grandpa died. What doesn't that track? 
a death happens in the family. You start peeling like this. This is like narcissism. Narcissism. Can I speak? Narcissistic behavior 101. That's for I changed it because I was like, I'm not doing this a third time. I'm not going to fuck up this word a third time. Okay. I read. Sometimes you guys wouldn't tell that. Okay. Back to this. So, and if you look at Miami girl and how he just looked at her, he's like, no, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we did. If you look at Miami girl closely, she resembles Ariana. Go back and look at her. He has a type. It wasn't, it was after Kristen, whatever. It is what it is. But he has, like, Miami girl looks like Ariana. And she's, and Ariana claimed that she did know about Miami girl, but she's like, I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. This is somebody. And so I let that go. Like we could figure this out and move forward with life. But I have to ask, you know, nobody can ever go back in time. But if, and the saying is true, like you lose them how you get them. Okay. Like, I mean, like he cheated on Kristen with you. And then he cheated on you with Miami girl. That was like the first red flag, but we're not victim blaming here. Absolutely not. We're very proud of her behavior. The way that she doesn't even give him like any time. Like I think that she looked at Tom maybe a handful of times. And I think a handful of times, maybe down to like a few times, like three times. Um, she stood her ground. The, the, the tears were dry for this episode. I know she's going to cry in um, future episodes, but whatever. Um, James calls Schwartz a clown. We know that he's a clown. But he, when Andy starts questioning Schwartz and Katie about their marriage and why did it dissolve and why did it go wrong and all this, that, and the other, Schwartz like scolds Katie. And I'm like, no. He has no room to tell or scold Katie about anything when he cheated their whole marriage. When people apologize and they add a but, that's not an apology. It's never been an apology. Like, I need people to understand, I'm sorry, but that's not. It's a statement, okay? It's a statement. Fuck. Every time there was a truth that was revealed, Sandoval got defensive. And I honestly think, if we want to refer back to Lala calling Sandoval a dangerous man, Schwartz is just as dangerous. You get him angry enough, I'm afraid what will happen. Like, And I honestly feel like Schwartz is a better friend to Sandoval than the opposite. And I wish that clown would wake the fuck up and realize that he's being used just like everyone else. Like, I don't feel bad for Schwartz. You know, you do what you need to do. Um, You've been playing this game for quite some time. But let's talk about Sandoval. We want to talk about Raquel being like a sociopath, psychopath or whatever. Sandoval is right up there with her. I mean... Might I remind everybody, his family didn't even reach out to Ariana after hearing the news. So, does Tom come from a family of psychopaths? Narcissistic people? More than likely. But one has to wonder, you know? And when we're talking about Sandoval's family, 
he still hasn't paid back his mom. Andy asked that question, have you paid back your mom, the 401k money? And Tom like kind of like scoffed it off as if like, I'll pay her back somehow, some way, like money's here. That's that type of delusion thinking that your brand isn't tainted and that it's not going to turn around like that shit is sick. It's sick. It's real sick. Um, LVP, I mean, the way she tries to be a neutral but just doesn't quite get there. When Andy was asking about Ariana maintaining the relationship with LVP, like she's saying that, you know, hey, I can't be friends with anybody that's friends with Sandoval. Um, And LVP was like, no, I want to know why you wouldn't be. LVP is very messy. We all know that she's the middle person. She's always been that in every single season. If somebody said something, she's like talking about with both. So Ariana obviously recognizes that. And she's like, no, like, here's my boundary. We can be cool, but we ain't going to be that cool because Sandoval and Schwartz don't even need to know my business anymore because we're not friends like that. We don't need to be connected. They're dead to me. And Lisa's having a very hard time with that. She doesn't know. She's having a very hard time with that. I know they tapped into Lala and Sheena's relationship, Katie and Sheena's relationship, which is like a work in progress. Um, Lala and Sheena are fine, obviously. They live next door to each other in Palm Springs. Um, What else did they tap into? This is just the beginning, you guys. We still have two more parts and a couple of one-on-ones. And I feel like this is just, um, I don't know, what. how do you say it? This is just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like something very big is going to come out. And if I'm going to scream at my television, it is either going to be at second part or obviously the third part. And I think it's going to come in the form of the second part because next week, not Ariana, but Raquel is actually going to, um, her, Sheena's going to leave. Raquel is going to be in the hot seat. So I just want to know, I want to see that bitch cry, but I heard that she's not going to cry at any parts of the reunion, but we all know she's not pregnant. Uh, her PR team sucks. She needs to fire them. Um, but at the flip side, we'll be here next week watching the censored and uncensored version of VPR. But that is, that's what I got. (laughs) I don't even feel like I deep dived that enough. I just, it was explosive the whole time. James almost fought Sandoval, but there's so much money on the line. And I believe when you're with Bravo, like if you put your hands on somebody, you're done. So, and these people, they need the money. I think it's another interesting aspect of it is that I looked online to try to figure out what their net worth is, and it kind of seems a lot. It's not. I don't think it's right. Um, they had Sheena as the lowest person, and they had Sandoval as the, well, actually Lisa, because Lisa's worth like $90 million, but we're not counting her. We're, ta- we're talking about the main cast members. They had Sandoval with the highest, but he's broke now. So broke. 
because all his money's tied up and uh, nobody wants to work with him. And I wonder if these investors even want to work with them. So it'll be interesting to see who comes back. I know that Tanya did her re- research and this is not something that is concrete. We're going to say it's alleged. We're going to also say, we, you know, we've been checking what the sleuths have been saying and it's some people might not think that Ariana's coming back next season. I want to know what you guys think. Do you think Ariana's going to be back next season? Or do you think she's going to cut ties with the show? What are your thoughts? Slide into my DMs. Text me. Let me know. But that is it, you guys. Um, this has been, it's been a good episode. Um, Thanks for vibing with me. I hope you all have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, When you have a moment, please take your time and, you know, hop over to Apple or Spotify or anywhere you watch podcasts and rate and leave a comment on the show. I'd really appreciate it. But yes, we'll be back next week and we'll be talking about, I don't know, I feel like I need to do a long episode next week because I am so upset. I still want to talk about Martha's Vineyard. I might do something a little bit different, but I don't know. We will get there. I'll figure something out. But yes, have a great weekend. And until next time, stay classy. Cheers.